Heroes of Tomorrow, Episode 8. Greetings and welcome to Heroes of Tomorrow, a part of the Untold Stories Project. I am your host and game master, Aaron. Heroes of Tomorrow is an actual play of Mutants and Masterminds, the world's greatest superhero RPG from Green Run and Publishing, and is set within the connected version of Earth Prime that can be seen in other offerings from the Untold Stories Project, including Nether Wars, City of Destiny, Guardians of Haven, Gemstars, and Freedom League Dark. Mutants and Masterminds is a D20-based system which allows players and GMs to create stories featuring all of the greatest heroes of their imagination. Speaking of great heroes and great players, I have a lot of those here with me today. Uh, we're going to have them introduce themselves now, going in reverse alphabetical order. Tell us who you are, where our listeners can find you, who you're playing today, and answer our question of the day, which is, what is your character's favorite cartoon? Or what was it if they're now too cool to watch cartoons? And we will start with Wiki. Hey, I'm Wiki, and you can see me all around the network, uh, mostly on Tuesday nights, depending on which of our shows is active at the time, either as the GM for Gemstars, which is our Magical Girl program, or as an octopus in a mech suit on City of Destiny. Today, I will be playing Jason Beaumont, also known as Bolt, who is the sidekick to Bowman. And to answer the question, Jason was is actually very, very familiar with like old Saturday morning cartoons, 70s, 80s. Uh, and his favorites of those, Speed Racer, the original Speed Racer, Transformers, because wouldn't it be cool if cars could really do that? And his favorite more modern cartoon uh, is actually kind of a surprise because there are no cars in it. <laughs> uh, he's a big fan of Avatar The Last Airbender. Uh, it's, where he, it's, it's where he got his love of sort of the uh, parkour and acrobatics and whatnot. So. Hey guys, I'm Kat. You can find me on Nether War, Freedom League Dark, playing Centuria, or Guardians of Haven playing Ursa. Um, today I am playing Cassie and Quinn, um, our LaFondian awkward human. Love him. As for the question of the episode, um, Cassian's favorite cartoon was Green's Hints, and it shows a little green cat and a man with a blue striped shirt, That and the cat leaves clues everywhere, and they try to solve them as a team. And there's like a notebook involved, and salt and pepper and everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely... Um, Legally distinct from another show that you might know. I love that you gave up at Salt and Pepper. <laughs> they have all the spices. <laughs> I was going to say paprika, and then I remembered that's their kid. Uh, hi, I'm Jemmy. I play um, Alex, uh, our favorite little gremlin, and you can find me around the network on uh, Tuesday nights playing Mary um, from Gemstars or uh, a few other one shots out there. You might have heard me on the podcast before as well. Um, but to answer today's question, um, I find it kind of funny because the one that I think Alex would have liked the most are, if you know, Glitter Force. Because of the- now, my memories of Glitter Force are vague, but I remember how it started as a very, like, 
very much of your stereotypical how I'll be magical girls girl like show starts. But then I just remember it got like incredibly dark. Like and it was just so interesting. Um, I think Alex would have found that like really neat. And also just the fact that I'm not even gonna pretend that um magical girls probably weren't a little bit uh tied to my gay awakening. <laughs> Like, they didn't need to keep making every girl in the show prettier and prettier, but they did. And I can't be blamed for this. Don't give me that look, Dad. <laughs> I'm not giving you any look. Uh, hey, everyone. I'm Calvin. I am in various things around the USP network, uh, including Gemstars and Freedom League Dark and, uh, and Guardians of Haven as well, if you're rewatching that. Today, I am playing Vincent Walker, uh, a.k.a. Speed Demon, the super speedster. Oh, and also... Where else you can find me is on YouTube uh, at the Win With Dice channel, where we have weekly gaming streams and tabletop RPG podcasts. To answer the question of the day, I don't know why my the first place <laughs> the first place I went was Dexter's Laboratory, just because I think he'd be really into that. <laughs> yep. Yes. <laughs> I, I was trying to think of a more I don't know contemporary show, though. I did kind oh, of circle. I know Dexter. Okay. <laughs> Fair. Your teenager knows Dexter's, so... Okay, then that works. Omelette du fromage? Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you would just be super into the concept of just, like, an entire enormous basement lab all to himself that he can do whatever he wants with. Are we sure Speed Demon's not a supervillain? I'm pretty sure all of us are budding supervillains. Excuse you. I'm not a supervillain. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a villain. Get out of here. Okay, not budding. Potential. I'm here for the uh, Jason Arctic Fox storyline, like Slade and Nightwing. <laughs> I mean, isn't really any superhero a potential supervillain? Depends yeah, on what universe you're in. Peaches, they can be right. Exactly. Centuria likes to teeter back and forth on that very thin line. Right. Most, yes. But I would say, unless artistic liberties are being taken, Superman is never a potential supervillain. He may be viewed as such. He may be... People may be concerned of him being such, but he himself, no. I mean, I would agree with you, and yet you get things like the Justice Lords and the Injustice comic, and... Yeah, yeah but again, the artistic liberties, ultimate dimensions, all those kinds of things. He Riders and he don't himself. know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> yes, yes. Hi, everybody. My name is Brandon. Uh, uh, you can see me around uh, the network, um, mostly on Tuesday nights where I play Portal in our City of Destiny game and uh, Emerald in our Gemstars game. Uh, and today I am playing Damien Irons, the angsty teenage son of an octopus in a mech suit. And there are probably a bunch, there are a bunch of cartoons that Damien really enjoys. Some he may not quite any longer admit he enjoys, but uh, plenty he's open about. I mean, he's definitely open about loving Full Metal Alchemist. He's maybe not quite so forthright about his love for Gravity Falls or uh, Avatar or the Dragon Prince, or in particular, nobody knows what a fan of She-Ra he is, the new one. But yeah, I mean, he's really enjoys anime, um, and so he watches just a bunch of different kinds of cartoons. Hi, I'm Alex, and I am uh, the GM for Freedom League Dark. I'm the GM for Guardians of Haven. I play Ethan in City of Destiny. I'm also the line developer of Rubens and Masterminds at Green Rooney Publishing, both the author of the Titan City Chronicles and Chaotic Good, and uh, I do a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look me up. You'll find me online. I'm easy. Um, 
As for today, I will be playing the role of Dr. Henry Barrister, who is a teddy bear with a dark side. It's real scary. He never <laughs> wants to see him again. As for the question of the day, Henry himself has never really been into cartoons, but the little girl he watched, or he lived with for a little while, was really into Doc McStuffins, so every now and then he'll run the theme song to that, to himself. Uh, he also feels a kindred spirit with Seth MacFarlane, and he's not 100% sure why, but he does like that. <laughs> oh, not okay. <laughs> so when last we saw our heroes, uh, following their first successful, if somewhat unauthorized, mission as a superhero team operating out of Claremont Academy, uh, our heroes had been summoned for an emergency floor meeting, which turned out to actually be a continuation of a tradition from the previous classes of Next Gen who had come through Claremont. As their RA for their floor, Amelia, who is the superheroine known as Miss Kitty, summoned them all down there for Saturday morning cartoons and sugary cereal. She acknowledges that Saturday morning cartoons haven't been a thing for, like, 20 years, but apparently the tradition has been passed down since the very first Next Gen, and who and it was uh, impressed upon her how important it, it was that it be continued. So, our heroes all got together, they watched an episode of Speed Racer, they talked about their mission, they learned disturbing things about Eddie. <laughs> And they were starting an episode of The Smirks, which is uh, a cartoon about a uh, group of tiny little gnome-like creatures uh, who live in mushroom houses and deal with the evil wizard Schmarkamel. When, in the middle of it, Schmarkamel turned to the screen and said, Hey, next gen, it's time to play. And uh, that is where we are going to pick up with today's episode. So, yeah, you're all there, and um, you hear that and see the cartoon evil wizard looking at you, although his face starts to twist and morph so that rather than looking like a uh, old warty man with a really comically oversized nose, his face starts to look more like that of a seven-year-old boy. Alex just kind of you know, has another little sneeze, and then it's just like, dude, I'm not in the mirror. So, as soon as the cartoon character, cartoon turned and, like, looked at us and then started talking to us, Jason is gonna stop with the spoon halfway to his mouth, and he's gonna look over at Alex and go, No, this, this, this is not me. Dude, I'm sick for the first time in my life. You think I'm doing this? I mean, it is a... It, I mean... You don't look sick. Are you doing it accidentally? No, the, the illusion still isn't hiding too much. It is just to make sure that if they look like they're about to pass out, it hides it. They still have the mask on in their illusion so that the bear doesn't get worried. So, no, they still look a little sick. Would someone with uh, superhero expertise recognize this particular entity? You know, uh, give me a check. Yeah. Uh, 18? 18's enough that, yes, you are familiar with Quirk. Quirk is a other dimensional being who has the personality of a clever spoiled child and is able to pretty much warp reality however he sees fit. I can say, I don't know if any of the rest of you have a relevant uh, expertise. I'm pretty sure Bolt does, but 
I only have Freedom City. Oh, he's a Freedom City villain. Okay, let's let's see. Uh, Roll twenty hates me, so yeah, yeah, that that tracks. Wow, that Roll twenty does tracks. hate you. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> so as you guys are doing the, hey, is this you? You all notice that each of you start to look uh, kind of pixelated. And then, like, fuzzy, the way, like, an old TV screen, like, from, like, pre-cable days would when you're, like, losing the signal and, like, staticky. And and then everything goes black. And when it pops back up, you are standing in a large green field surrounded by house-sized mushrooms. Um... And each of you is wearing only a pair of pants and a little hat or a dress a very simple like simple cut dress they're like all guys except for alex yeah do we otherwise look like ourselves at least to your own eyes yes when we look at each other do we look at no i mean like when you look at each other you look like yourself but so alex is the only one with the dress i guess actually alex and uh henry bearser have the dress can I have a Papa Smurf beard, too? Sure. But you still have the dress. <laughs> yes. Um, um, what's going on? Just kind of uh, look at the dress, really. My illusions cover that up. Uh, do you try to use your illusions? Yeah, I'm going to try. As soon as you uh, start trying to use your illusions, you hear a voice kind of booming down at you, going, no, 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 no. Smirket does not have any illusion powers. That is totally not allowed. No. Dude, not cool. What do you mean, not cool? This is fun. I have to wear the dress. Because you're Smirket. You know what? You're not the one standing here with your nipples out. (laughs) I didn't get to finish my cereal. Do Smurfs have nipples? Cassian turns bright red at the mention of Jason's nipples. Vincent, (laughs) you, you ate like six bowls. Yeah, I ate a lot. I wasn't done. Right. So, listen. Your Nana Smirk, Doc, uh, Henry, you, you, you kind of glow for a moment when when that voice says that. Your Smirkette, and Alex glows. Your Speedy Smirk, and uh, Vincent glows. Your Grumpy Smirk, and uh, Damien glows. Your Handy Smirk, and uh, Jason glows. And your Hefty Smirk, and Cassian glows. And... I want you to see you play your part. Did you just force me into the female part? Did this well, being be just call spice. me fat? Like, I don't... Dude, at least you're not getting misgendered. <laughs> Everybody stop taking my role. <laughs> Do you want the dress? No, but I'm supposed to be the grumpy one. Then Am shut I supposed up? to lift things up? Has anyone watched this show? You're supposed to stop Smarkamel. Stop him from what? Oh, he wants to eat you. Oh. I don't know. So, have fun! That's a normal thing. You guys are not playing white at all. I'm not okay with this. Like, like, wait a second. And suddenly, Quirk appears in front of you and just kind of stares at you. You're not the next gen. We haven't named ourselves yet. But, but you're supposed to be the next gen. We are. I'm Dr. Henry Barrister, actually. I mean, I guess we are. Yeah, we are. We're just not official yet the newly appointed next-gen. No! Oh, this isn't right! No, you're not fun at- No! I, I, I want my friends! I, I want to play with, with with Sonic and 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 Bowman and see- you... Bowman's like 
50. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's real old. He's like 35 or something. Uh, <laughs> stupid mortals in your linear concepts of time. I do not see my dad playing with you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> they were fun. And seven, seven was a blast. And, uh, ow, now this isn't right at all. And he snaps his finger and Smirk Village vanishes. And it is now the six of you. You're back to, uh, you're still wearing your Smirk outfits, but it is the six of you and Quirk sitting in a big black void. And he reaches in and grabs, uh, like a TV guide and says, this isn't right at all. Are you mad what? at us because what you made a mistake? I'm trying to figure out where you all belong because I was supposed to be dealing with the next gen in what like, you guys call it, like uh, 2003, but you're not that. 20 and, years ago. Yeah, you're a little, little late. You need a watch and a hobby. Like I said, <laughs> you have a stupidly linear sense of time, and I'm I'm very annoyed that I have to play by those rules. So what do you mean okay. it was 20 years ago? That doesn't. Okay, so. Like maybe maybe uh, we could have a stupidly linear shirt for me. Fine, and he gives you a stupidly linear shirt. Or on a dress. <laughs> Does it say stupidly linear? Yes, it, it is a. You are wearing a large white T-shirt that says stupidly linear, but you still it's have. It's just your... a rectangle. It's just a rectangle that covers your sternum, and your nipples are still out. Yep. <laughs> And you're not yeah, quite it's... sure how it is covering you because it's only two-dimensional. But, like, however you move, it stays directly in front of your torso. <laughs> oh, it's like a sensor bar! <laughs> ah, I yeah, yeah. censoring anything. <laughs> but you still have your, your, your smirk pants and hat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, it's fine. All right, all right, all right. All right. We, we're we're going to be stuck here until you figure this out. Here, I get out my phone. I log into Netflix. I hand him the phone. Here are the cartoons we watched today. Where do you have a phone? Oh, okay, I guess I don't have a phone. You're wearing <laughs> smurf pants. Yeah. Don't smurf pants have pockets? Nope. Nope. <laughs> They're, like, tight. Yep. <laughs> I was distracted. Can I get illusions again? Not at the moment. I don't want to be in a dress. <sighs> Fine, you're not in a dress. And you're suddenly there in your underwear. Cassian <laughs> is, like, putting his hand in his hands, like, covering his face because he's so embarrassed by everything happening. This is not, uh, uh... Wait, no, I figured it out. I know where each of you are supposed to be. And... I was like, did he say each? He did. Oh, no. So, Quirk snaps his fingers, and you are on... It looks almost like any uh, post-apocalyptic movie set that you've ever seen, you know, like... Got everything's got that kind of orange haze to it. There are wrecked buildings all around. There's also been an overabundance of growth. Like there's a lot of plant growth, real tall trees, and um, you all hear in the distance the sound of a loud roar. Yep, this is where you belong. You, by the way, you are no longer dressed like Smurfs. You are in your uh, superheroing costumes if you have one. Otherwise, you're wearing regular street clothes. What does the roar sound like? Well? Is is it more of a big cat kind of roar? No. Or is it more of a big lizard kind of roar? Yeah, I mean, it almost sounds like uh, when you've been watching, like, old Godzilla movies. Does any Is anybody familiar with any post-apocalyptic 
kaiju cartoons. And you all hear a voice again. It's You hear Quirk's voice again. Oh, oh no, no. This isn't a cartoon. This is where you're going to end up. Or at least where one of you is going to end up. What? Bye! Oh, uh, what do you mean end up? Is this real? Is this the future? The ground starts to shake. I am going to look around for cover. Sure. Yeah, you can find cover. Yeah. Hide now. And I'm going to move in, uh, preferably somewhere with some height. Okay. There's plenty of trees with cover. I'm going up a tree. Okay. <laughs> and I am arming myself. <laughs> Cassian will dive behind a rock and let his body slam into the ground and absorb the energy from it. Okay. I'm going to a bush and can I go invisible? You can. Yay, finally, God. Right. <laughs> Vincent will just find some debris to hide behind then. Okay. Yeah, I will hide wherever I... Damien, you are aware that whatever is moving towards you, like I said, big, heavy, loud footsteps, there is also the presence of some seriously advanced cybernetics. <laughs> I don't hide. I lean up against the rock that Cassian is behind. Damien! And I say, hey guys, whatever's coming, it's at least partially robotic. That doesn't make it better! I put an illusion around him to make him invisible, basically. Okay, so tromping towards you is what can only be described as a cybernetic Tyrannosaurus Rex. Oh, nope. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I grow to 30 feet tall. Riding said Tyrannosaurus Rex, is a humanoid, but it looks like almost a human-dinosaur hybrid. He has, like, you know, a big toothy mouth, uh, red scales, and a huge exposed brain. Um, anyone who would like can give me a knowledge superheroes or Freedom City or supervillains if you have such a skill. Uh, 17? 16. I'm going to say that's enough that both of you have at least heard of Cerebrus Rex. But in addition to seeing Cerebrus Rex riding this giant T-Rex, there are two other things that you notice. The first is that being lower down on the T-Rex's back, not like on a saddle, but more like almost like a, uh, like just strapped to him, there is a cage with a couple of people inside of it. One of them looks like an older version of Jason, but is missing an arm. God damn it. <laughs> what? Yeah. The other thing that you would, might notice is that Cerebrus Rex is holding in his hand a glowing stone. Must not be a big, very big stone for his itty-bitty hand. <laughs> Cerebrus Rex does not have T-Rex arms. He has much more humanoid arms. Okay, so yeah, you grow to 30 feet tall, you say? Yep, I don't know if that uh, breaks the illusion that uh, was it given to me. sure does. Alex doesn't does. have that much. I don't think you have that much space that you can cover with an illusion, does it? Do you? Um, this is the census type right now. It doesn't say how big. Oh, I guess it's 250 cubic feet, so. So I can scale it with you? Yeah, okay, you can. Oh, another another point is, do I know that I've been made invisible? Yes, because... Uh, you can't see yourself, so yes. Yeah, you can't see your arms or legs or anything, because... Okay. Yeah, because Alex's illusions are not... They're not mental illusions. They are 
actually change the appearance of things. I crack my mecha knuckles. Okay. At 30 feet tall, you're still, you know, you're, 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 you're not quite as tall as the dinosaur, but, you know, you're, 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 you're in approaching that range. Um, so I have two questions. I have two answers. How far away from me is this dinosaur? And do I recognize the other person in the cage? Uh, let me answer them in reverse order. You do not recognize the other person. Okay. And the dinosaur is just kind of tromping past where all of you have hidden. I'd say it's about 50, 60 feet away from where you're hiding. It doesn't seem like it's necessarily looking for you, although it does kind of stop and snip as it gets, you know, close to where you guys are all hiding. Oh, man. All right. I have to know. So, at its... At the point where it gets the closest, I am going to attempt to uh, grapple bolt the cage and swing to it. I, before it gets quite that close, though, one thing I would like to try is to use my mechanical move object to unlock the gate. If it looks like it is something that is locking. It looks like it is just tied shut, like with like vines. It doesn't look... Like high tech at all? Yeah, I could, I could, if it were a, even just a simple key lock, I would be able to. But no vines, I would not be able to do anything with. Yeah, the cage is also made of like it's made of wood and is lashed together with vines, like a bamboo cage or something. Yeah, well, gotta get them out of there. But that is um, that is my plan. I would like to go ahead and explore to see if there's any vulnerable tech in there that I might want to try and take control of. I mean, there's the, the cybernetic body of both the robot, uh, of both the T-Rex the and Cerebrus Rex himself. You're aware that those are both fairly high tech. Um, so, you know, they're, they're not going to be gimmies for you to control, but they're, they're within the realm of possibility. Yeah, before they get too close, then I am going to go ahead and try and hijack. You know what? I kind of feel I'm going to have to do this theater of the mind because I don't have a map ready for it. But how about we go ahead and roll initiative? Okay. That's my highest roll of the day. And that's an 11 on the die. Henry gets a big old 3. And 8. 18 for Speed Demon. We got 16 total for Wildcard. Let's see. How much do you hate me, roll 20? Oh, a whole lot. A whole lot, because that's another one. I was rolling two L our first sessions, and now it's like here. All of our Maybe you were. I said I was, yeah. Like I'm rolling bad too, but my first session I was rolling like really good, and then now I'm rolling really bad. Yeah, Speed Demon rolled terribly for how fast he is. Yeah. But you're still you're have playing. you still have the highest initiative, Speed Demon. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> So yeah, you you see this uh, big dinosaur tromping towards you. You can also see that. Uh, well, no, I guess you probably can't see that the others are getting ready to do anything. But <laughs> what do you want to do, if anything? Um, I mean, I would have seen the people encaged, right? Yep. Okay, then I will. I mean, I'll help out there if I can. Is the other me? Is the other me in costume or no? He is not in costume. Um, in fact, he's wearing, like, Tarzan clothing. He's wearing, like, a, a, a loincloth and... What is, what is with this, what is with you and my nipples? 
And the missing arm seems like it might have been relatively recent because there is still a some 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 cloth of some sort, maybe a, a hide wrapped around his arm, and you can still see blood like seeping through it. Cool, that's gross. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay, well, I am gonna zip over there. Might have to power stun. Actually, no, I'll just attack it. I'm uh, just gonna like zip over to those two and say, uh, this robot thing's really cool, but I assume you don't want to be in that, so, uh, hey, just give me a second. And then I'm just gonna like, I don't know, vibrate my hand and try to heat it up to like melt the vine or burn the vine that's around the door, keeping it shut. Sure. Give me an attack roll. Okay. As long as you can hit a 10. <laughs> So, I was wondering what I should apply to this. Maybe just like a rapid attack? Yeah. Ooh, that's no good. Uh, I rolled <laughs> one on that. So, oh, I'm no. going to uh, try that again. You're going to use a hero point? Yeah, I'm going to spend a hero point on that. All right. To do with a hero point, that is 25. Okay. And since it is a uh, inanimate object, that it automatically becomes a critical. Does this have multi-attack on it? Um, It should. Yeah, I will double check. That would make I also, sense. I think I accidentally... Uh, it does have multi-attack. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to bother rolling a toughness save because uh, the the bamboo and vines cannot make a uh, DC uh, 32 toughness <laughs> save. Are you sure? Maybe they're technologically advanced vines and bamboo. <laughs> no, we already established there's no technology. Oh, okay. It's vines and ba- bamboo. Uh, so yeah, you uh, you easily rip through... You know, buzzsaw, your hand vibrating and, and smoke smoldering as you cut through the, uh, the, the, the cage. The not Jason kind of looks up at you, or not your Jason, looks at you with kind of uh, bleary eyes. Uh, he looks like he's in real rough shape. And the other person in the cage is a woman who seems to be maybe in her 30s, which is about the age that this Jason looks. Would I have to extra effort to, like, carry them out of here? You have move by attack, so, no. Okay, then I'm just gonna, like, if I can, my strength is only one, but hopefully I will be able to run them, like, to cover somewhere. Um, I'd say that it would reduce your move by one rank, but that is meaningless. <laughs> yeah. All right, so yeah, speed demon, you zip up and uh, save not Jason and the unknown woman remote. Uh, well, oh, first of all, this this adventure is not remote. It's Cypher. Okay. So. He's trying that one out now. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he's going to do his area effect technology control just right there on the uh, Cerberus and his ride. See what he can take control of. So that will be the lower of will or technology uh, against an 18. Okay. The lower of those is uh, Service Rex's uh, will. Uh, his technology is real high. I would imagine being here. <laughs> um, but his will is no slouch either. Oh. oh, that is one degree of success, though. Or one oh. degree of failure for him. Nothing happens yet, but noted. Okay. But you're in there peeking, looking yep. around. What about the uh, the T-Rex? Uh, sure, check that as well. The T-Rex must have hardened systems as you're not able to probe into them at all with a uh, 22 on the will save. All right, so that's remote. Are you taking a move action or? 
No, I'm invisible right now. Um, so I'm just sitting there ready to punch a T-Rex if it gets too close. If it doesn't, although it probably will have noticed, you know, the speedster zipping up its back and taking its cargo, you'll be able to reach it next turn. Um, or you could close with it if you wish. Wildcard. Hey. By the way, Wildcard. Yeah. Give yourself the uh, impaired condition. Yeah. Yeah. Being sick. Because you're sick. And you've never been sick before. And you've literally and never been sick before. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, for our audience, if you're unfamiliar with what happened to Wildcard, uh, check out our Trevor Project episode from Emerald City to find Wildcard's introduction and their first encounter with their aunt. Oh yeah, I should have mentioned that a while ago. Anyway. So what do you want to do, Wildcard? Say it's a free action for you to maintain the illusion on... Yeah. Others and myself. Yep. Although, if you want to make a different illusion or use your sensory blackout, that will shut down your current illusion, meaning that uh, remote or cipher will become visible. I think I'm literally just going to wait. Okay. I have nothing to offer. <laughs> you don't want to try taunting the, uh, the T-Rex? No, and if I can't make another illusion right now, that's not happening. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm assuming that defensively you have your invisibility on, not your illusory defenses. Yes, yes. But I was hidden. Alright, so you're just gonna hold? Alright. Um, Service Rex. I think that the first thing that Service Rex is gonna do is uh, concentrate on the stone in his hand, and it is going to start to glow. Anyone who'd like can give me an expertise magic or expertise uh, preserver tech. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> I ain't got that. That is not this group. Would expertise <laughs> physics help at all? No. Fair. <laughs> not in this case. <laughs> yeah, I thought not. Okay. Maybe Bastion might know something about magic? I only have energy control. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Close as I come. He's from a magical world. That doesn't mean he is a magic user. Well, he's also the ward of a magician, so, you know, maybe. True. But he's never studied that. Okay. The uh, T-Rex is going to say, I'm, I, I'm assuming that Speed Demon, you didn't stay anywhere close enough that you could be seen. Oh, speed Demon um, was like, zip, zip, roam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've roomed out of there. Uh, yeah. But I'm not very stealthy if he wants to look for me, so... There is the giant line of fire. <laughs> it's true. That is true. Yeah, so the T-Rex is going to tromp over towards, you know, following the line of fire and is going to bellow and try to intimidate. That was a miserable roll. But uh, give me the uh, better of will or intimidation against a DC of 13, Calvin. Oh, uh, that'd be will. Wow, 26. Nice. You are unimpressed by the uh, dinosaur roar. I, I don't know. You only doubled it. Yeah. <laughs> I think Vincent just thinks it's way too cool to be scared of. <laughs> That's fair. That is entirely fair. I mean, it is a cybernetic dinosaur riding a cybernetic dinosaur. Right. True. Right? Okay, then, uh, yes, Jason. All right. Can I see where... Uh... Speed Demon has taken the other me. I'm gonna say that the other you and Speed Demon are still are are you know there's enough like foliage between you that you don't see them, but you see the line of fire and you see where the uh, T Rex tromped over to. All right, well I'm gonna head in that direction. 
Okay. And if possible, I will stay in tree cover. Okay. Because I want to keep some height. Uh huh. So I will move until I see them. Okay. Um, are you trying to remain hidden as you do so? I am. Okay. Give me a stealth roll. <laughs> Goddamn. Twelve. Okay. You think you're doing a decent job of staying unnoticed? No, I definitely do not think that. <laughs> uh, you do notice that the T-Rex's nostrils flare as you get nearby, but... Yeah. But you do see uh, the other you, the woman, and Speed Demon, and you see Therapus Rex and the giant cybernetic T-Rex. I will check. Yeah. I'm like, I know how much noise I am making, and I know that, that this thing smells me, so I'm just gonna yell down towards Speed Demon. Keep them moving! You got it, boss. I am going to go away from Grapple Bolt and um, try to hit the uh, T-Rex in the eyeball. Um, you want to call that a power attack, basically? Essentially. Uh, guess with a... Uh, any of these would be nasty. <laughs> uh, just a blast bolt. Okay. See how this goes, considering how terrible it's been. Uh, is a 23 to hit? Uh, 23 is... Plenty to hit the T-Rex. Uh, so the DC is 18? Correct. Were you using power attack or? Uh, yeah. So let's make it 20 to hit. And then 21. Okay. And then a 21 DC? Correct. Okay. That is exactly a 21 toughness. <gasps> so so you, uh, you blast it um, and it manages to blink at just the right moment. So the bolt hits the much, much tougher scaly eyelid and not the ooey gooey eyeball. But it That's does turn towards you and roar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cassian. So Cassian will see, you know, everything happen and decide that he's also going to try to distract the dinosaur. So using the power that he absorbed, he's going to throw his arm out and shoot an em energy beam at... You said the brain is exposed? So... Of the... Can you see the token for Cerebrus Rex on the yes. map? Yeah, so his brain looks like it is partially exposed. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to shoot the beam at his brain. At Cerebrus Rex's brain? Yes. Okay. Yes. Go for it. Um, brain him. <laughs> <laughs> I got a crit. Oh. 28. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> so that makes it a DC 27. Yeah. Ow. To the brain. Yeah, and... Well, I'm gonna say in this case, the crit reflects the fact that you hit him in the brain. And, yeah. uh... Yeah. Ugh. He can't make a 27, but will he? Let's find out. Not quite. That is, uh, 23, so fail by four. So that is a bruise. So tell me what happened. Tell us what happens. So he sort of sees Jason, like, throw himself pretty much in front of the dinosaur, and is like, God damn it. <laughs> and then he'll come out, <laughs> he'll stand up and come out from behind his rock and he'll just throw his beam of like blue fire right into the brain. And the brain sort of like sizzles a little bit, but it doesn't, nothing else really happens. Okay, that's gross. <laughs> Dr. Barrister. I am going to go find a tree that I could try to fashion into a catapult. I will say that finding a tree is not a problem. Uh, are you going to quick invent a catapult, or...? I'm going to try to. Okay. 
using my jury rig skill. And I'll use my skill mastery technology to get a 22 on it. Okay. All right. So you begin fashioning a tree into a makeshift catapult. <laughs> I'm going to hit this guy right in the brain with a coconut. All right. Um, I'll look up exactly how many turns it will take for you to do that. But in the meantime, as we look at our heroes stuck probably 20 years in the future, hopefully in an alternate future, facing off against Cerebrus Rex with a weird glowing stone and a cybernetic T-Rex, we'll find out what happens to them next episode. No! My arm! Heroes of Tomorrow uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Green Ronin Publishing, used under permission. Ownership of these trademarks and copyrights resides entirely with Green Ronin, and their use here is not a challenge to that ownership. Heroes of Tomorrow is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Green Ronin Publishing. For more information about Green Ronin and their products, visit greenronin.com. If you like what you're hearing, come check out our other shows on Twitch and YouTube under the Untold Stories Project. Feel free to drop us a review in iTunes. It really helps people find us. You can also join our Discord server at Untold Stories Project or send us an email at untoldstoriesandgames at gmail.com. Finally, you can support us at patreon.com slash untoldstoriesproject. Thanks for listening.